to a dose of AM. How are we doing, guys? It has been a two-week hiatus. It was, I needed a little break. You know, I'm not going to come on the pod if I'm not feeling it and I'm not giving you that triple A battery energy. So we're back. This is part three of my nursing journey. I'm just going to kind of get y'all up to speed on what's been going on the past couple weeks. And if you guys want to skip over this, totally do that. Go like a couple minutes in and that's when I'll start talking about part three of my whole entire travel nurse journey. After my one year mark of being a nurse, I left and started travel nursing. And that's what I'm going to be talking about that point until now. I'm three years in July, I've been a nurse. So it's been a wild ride. I've taken a lot of chances, but I want to share all the ins and outs. And also, if you're wanting to be a travel nurse, I'm going to give you all some actual practical tips um, and suggestions to help you out. But back to me. (laughs) Um, What's been going on with me? So I did take a trip to San Diego. This was a planned trip because I was going to a concert, a Tosh Sultana concert, which if you guys don't know who Tosh Sultana is, she... I actually don't know her pronouns. She's non-binary. Um, they are non-binary. Uh, and sh- they just play the best music. The music is looped. So sh- they'll play like the guitar, the drum, and then it's like a beat. And then they just keep looping it. And it's it's an experience. The concert was incredible. I got back to San Diego. I had one day off and then I worked three 12 hour shifts in a row. And if you're a nurse or a shift worker, you know, three in a row. Some people like to knock them out three in a row. I sometimes would do that when I was, you know, picking my schedule. And then some days I'd be like, if I had a really bad first or second shift, I'd be like, "Mm, I can't do this. So I did knock all three of my shifts out, which was great. I had a great stretch. Um, I am an ICU nurse, but the job that I'm working in San Diego usually puts me in a PCU or an IMU, which is um, progressive care unit or an intermediate unit. So it's in between like the people who are kind of sick and then the people who are really sick, like in the intensive care unit, it's like they just need a little bit more monitoring. So that's kind of putting it in layman's terms for people who don't really know what IMU or PCU is. So at this point, I really am an ICU, PCU, med surge, tele, ED overflow nurse. I've, I've really worked in so many different sectors of the hospital, which I like it because it makes me versatile. So this is what I really want to talk about. <laughs> guys so I've been out in Hawaii since May right and when I moved out here I didn't know how long I was gonna stay I was like "Mm, maybe three months I told my landlord I call my landlord but he's my friend I told him I was like hey I'm gonna stay till August for sure and then August turned into September and September turned into October and I've really made some like great community and connections out here so I'm planning on staying longer and I really love it And I'll get into this, um, into like in the meat of this podcast, but in the main part of this podcast, the meat, uh, hold on coffee break. Everyone grab your tea, your matcha. I've really been into matcha lattes recently and iced matcha. Excuse me. Where have I been? I don't know. I've been drinking way too much coffee. That's what I've been doing. Hold on. Um, what was I saying? Anyways, I just want everyone to take a deep breath with me because I have been kind of stressed. <sighs> okay, we're back. So I've been here since May, right, in Hawaii, and I've been really loving it, so I'm going to stay. But I didn't know if I wanted to take a staff position out here, which is a longer-term commitment. I didn't know if I wanted to take a travel assignment out here. I didn't know if I wanted to get a part-time job. And the past two months, I think the end of June, July, and most of August, I have been abnormally stressed. I've been not sleeping well. I've been breaking out really bad. I feel like I'm not on a routine. I feel like I'm not taking care of myself. So for the past week, two weeks, I've really been honing in and trying to focus on my health and nutrition and wellness. Not even just like 
my eating. It's more so just like my sleep and my wellness, uh, my sleep hygiene, how much water I'm drinking, not staying up too late. Uh, I just really need to refocus and work on my stress levels because the stress is all around the job, right? And I want to get the best job out here, but it's it's getting kind of hard. But I'm going to try to remain positive and try to flip the narrative and just believe that the right job hasn't come up. I was going to work at one hospital and get a 13-week ICU contract. And that's where that's where I left off in the last podcast is where I was I was going to get this job and it was like the perfect fit and all this stuff. And they had me like all suited and booted to go. And then they just pulled the rug out from underneath me and were like, oh, you didn't get it. There was 10 candidates for the job and they only picked two. Then I also had this backup plan. I had a 10-week backup plan nursing job here in Hawaii. And then I got the news that they put me on hold for that. So there's just, I've been let down a lot in the past two months. And I'm trying to remain positive because I'm ready to go back to work. But I'm I'm at a crossroads because I've been working in California where I get paid a certain amount and I'm, I'm very spoiled. I'm going to be honest. So it's hard for me to know that I could make that much in that state and then I'm taking a pay cut if I don't take a travel assignment. So there's just a lot of variables at play and it's been really taking a toll on my mental health and I've experienced some bouts of sadness and depression that... I'm not going to get in too much on this episode, but just things have been kind of a little darker in my life right now. And I'm really trying to remain positive. Like, I'm okay. Don't want y'all to worry about me. You can kind of tell that I haven't really been posting on social media that much. I haven't even been on the podcast. That's indicative of my mental health. But I'm strong. I'm positive. Like, I know I have good coping mechanisms to get me through this type of stuff. And I know the right thing will come. I know I haven't gotten a job because another one is coming. And this is me just doing my little affirmations on the pod. Live action for you. So if you are struggling with getting a job, doesn't have to be nursing, doesn't have to be anything healthcare related, just know that the universe is slowing you down, God is slowing you down. So that you can either be grateful for what you do have right now or just trust even more in your path and know that something better is coming. And that that job that you thought you wanted so bad is not what's really meant for you and for your higher purpose and higher self. So anyways, that was my little spirituality tangent. That can be for anything in life. If you get denied from school, if you fail a test, if you flunk out of nursing school, if you, you know, I don't know do something really bad. (laughs) But trust your path. Know it's all going to work out and just keep it moving. I have these coping mechanisms in place, positive affirmation, and I'm going to get back on track. And I'm also just going to kind of release it, release the stress. Like I have this like grip on this, oh, I need to get a job. I need to get a job. And I'm just stressing myself out and going round and round and round. And I just kind of need to loosen the grip and just throw it up and just say what's meant to be will be. Um, keep trying my best keep applying and I know something will come also the fall is when a lot of new jobs will pop up uh, hopefully in Hawaii but I am start I'm gonna set a oh my sister's calling me hold on should I stay on I'm gonna stay on the podcast while I talk to her I'm recording my podcast right now you are live on dose of am (laughs) what do you have to say to the people oh I was calling my boss to talk about some other deals but um Podcast, hold on. I'm going to pause you right now. Grace, what do you have to say to the people before I take a pause? Oh, tune in. Amory's got a lot to say and a lot of interesting things in that little dome of hers. <laughs> straight to the dome, straight to the microphone. Okay, I'll be back in a second. And we're back. My sister, Grace, give it up for her. She's my oldest sister. I have two older sisters. I talked about the middle sister, Olivia. She's the nurse, but my oldest sister, Grace, she's not in healthcare at all. And also, another thing that I didn't even tell you guys is that a month or two ago, um, I parted with my brand company. So now my sister has taken over all of my management duties, and so she handles all of my brand deals now. So she is now sister, 
and friend and manager. So that has been kind of cool, like, to experience that with her. And, yeah, so that's been really fun. So that's what she was calling me about, um, just an opportunity for me. So um, that has been what's popping off. So, you guys, I've kind of, like, gone through all the letdowns I've had in the past couple months. But we're on the up and up. And sometimes you got to fall down to realize you're going to get back up. And you're going to jump to greater heights and better things are coming. So I think I kind of touched on everything. Oh, you guys, I've had some really fun things happening, though. I came back from San Diego and immediately uh, went on this fishing excursion. It was so fun. We got so many fish. We were just kept getting hit. Um, We went out three miles offshore. It was so rough, but you fish for like the bait fish and then you'll take those bait fish and then you'll troll them off the back of, we went on this little dinghy boat. It's like a 12 foot boat and we caught the biggest fish ever. I didn't fillet the fish after the fact, but I went home and took a nap and the boys filleted the fish. And last night we shashimied up. It's a, the fish is called a Kagami and the other one that we got was an Ono. An Ono is also known as a Wahoo. It was 23 pounds. It was ginormous. If you guys look up what an Ono looks like, their teeth are razor sharp. And like, this is something like I've always dreamt of. You guys don't know this. And I used to, when I was growing up, always fish off the docks of like the lakes that like we had family friends that had lakes in Houston or in the Houston area, like like Lake Conroe I would go to. And then my aunt and uncle have a lake house on Lake Oconee in Atlanta. If there's any Atlanta people um, listening, they have a house on Lake Oconee. And I would just sit out there for hours. And it's the most peaceful thing ever just to be able to fish. And it's I just really took a liking to it when I was young. And this is kind of just a full circle moment that I'm able to do it now, like deep sea fishing, getting these ginormous pelagic fish so we got the ono and ono is really good eating so you can sashimi up the ono we sashimied up the kagami did all the dipping sauces and then we pan fried the ono last night and I made a salad and some rice and it was just a great fish dinner and a big thing is when you get a big catch um, it's to share it you know with everyone around you so we reached out to some people and we're going to go drop off some fish um to our friends just in the area so it's it's really cool it's like the circle of life you go out you're like it's kind of barbaric like it's you're foraging for your food and it's it's from like farm to table but ocean to table sea to I don't know my mouth into my stomach so the owner was super good we just breaded it up and uh, pan fried it so that was like a really cool experience I just feel so grateful and um just so overwhelmed that this is my life and I get to do all this cool stuff and it's also just through connections I've made um my landlord has a boat so we go out on his boat sometimes and um I have some other friends with you know water crafts that's all I'm gonna say about that so that was what I've been doing the past couple days I also made some chicken parm the other day back to my Italiano roots Italiana because I'm a female roots and I sliced my finger straight open with a kitchen knife and it went down like a centimeter not kidding into my middle finger on my left hand and I'm currently letting it air out right now because I don't want it to get infected it it, it looks pretty gnarly I'm not even gonna lie so when we went fishing I had to wrap that sucker up if you guys want to see my fishing vlog that I did from my other day fishing um, we uh, fished off the east side of Oahu, Kailua. Um, it's a really beautiful part of the island. And, yeah, so we went out three miles. We got up at 3.30, 3-ish in the morning and went out and just absolutely slayed the day, if I do say so myself. Uh, like, those fishing days are super early. The post-fishing nap hits so freaking hard. But... The circle of life, baby. And it's it's crazy. It's like if I ever go back to the mainland, how am I going to eat frozen fish? I know. I'm spoiled, you guys. I'm very spoiled. So that was a super fun little adventure for this week. I'm just going to be catching up on things, still applying to jobs. I thought about taking a part-time job here just in the meantime, like at a coffee shop, just to like 
have more of a routine and schedule and at least have a little bit of financial income coming in. Not that it would be this crazy amount, but I've always dreamed of being a barista. Sips coffee. But yeah, other than that, I'm my mental health is getting better. Um, I also, this is for the ladies and the ladies only. The ladies with hoo-hahs, okay? Um, I got off my birth control like, 10 months ago and I've had like nine or 10 cycles since I got off and let me just tell you the transition back into full womanhood because when you're on birth control or an IUD um it kind of takes away the natural cycle obviously when I was on my IUD I didn't even get my period and I'm also going to do a whole episode on my period and my uh, uh hormone and birth control getting off birth control journey I am just in the trenches right now because now that I'm off and I have nothing delaying or manipulating my period or cycle, aka birth control, I'm really fully experiencing the full range of emotions and ups and downs and breakouts and bloating that I hadn't experienced for a couple of years because I was on and off birth control for like four years. So that has been a struggle. I'm not going to lie. And I think that has been playing into my little de pipi, depression, depresso, espresso, depresso. This whole transition, my luteal phase, the phase right before I get my period. So the very end of my so-called cycle, because the first day of your period is the first day of your cycle. So right before the first day of your period, I feel like an absolute menace. I don't know if it's just me. But I feel sometimes borderline psychotic. I'm like, my mind won't stop racing. The anxiety is out the ass. And also it's because of the job, yes. And this is very situational. But I have just been feeling it to the max. But this is just a reminder to me that I need to come back to myself. I need to get back in my meditative practices. I need to get back in my waking up a little bit earlier, going to sleep a little bit earlier, Um, And just really taking care of myself because it's been biting me in the ass and I've been really feeling it. So if you're a woman and you experience this, just know you're not alone. We are out here, guerrilla warfare in the freaking trenches, fighting, fighting womanhood because it is, it's sometimes a really struggle and like I've never experienced so much sadness and uh, consecutive days where I felt so low. Um but I don't want you guys to worry about me. I am okay. I have good coping mechanisms and a lot of people in my corner to support me and help me. But I just wanted to be a little bit more vulnerable because I do come on here very happy and excited all the time, which I am a very happy and excited person, but just those thoughts and feelings have been coming up a lot more. So I wanted to share that. And that's why I haven't been as active on social media. And if you're a social media person or you do, um, any type of like posting content, it's okay to take a step back. And like I'm preaching to the choir. I'm like telling myself that because it is draining to just be online at all times. I mean, there was a couple of times the past couple of weeks where I just deleted the apps off my phone for like 48 hours and I needed just a break. Um, Because when you look at yourself so many times or you listen to your voice so many times, the the self-critic really comes out. It really does, and I'm a beautiful person, I have a beautiful heart, and I'm smart, and all these things, but I tell myself otherwise a lot, just I think sometimes because I see myself in images and videos, and like, God forbid I have one day where I feel bloated or I don't look the best, and I just like sit there and fixate on it, and it's just not healthy, so sometimes I don't even look at my videos after I post them, which is kind of funny, but... Yeah, if you're in this field or in this whole age of looking at yourself a lot, it's 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 really not normal and it's kind of effed up. So, your reminder to take the break if you need it and come back when you're ready and feel fully rested and to take care of yourself. Really take care of yourself. You you should be your main focus and your mental health should be your main focus. So, cut out the things that are not serving you and keep it moving. All right, guys. Let's get it. I'm back and I'm ready to talk about my travel nurse journey. So in the episode before, uh, I talked about, I'm going to get some water too. Hold on. Shout out to Awala, one of my favorite 
water bottle brands. It keeps my water cold and I like the little I like the little straw action. So I at this point it's July 2021. I had been dating my ex-boyfriend at the time, who was also an ICU nurse alongside me on the same unit. We kind of looked at each other, we said, hey. What are you feeling? I think we should travel nurse. We were both pretty adventurous uh, and awesome people. So we were like, let's do it. So we put feelers out. When you're a travel nurse, your nursing license is important. What state your nursing license is in. So we had a compact license. And if you want to look up what a compact nursing license is, you can online. And it'll tell you all the states that your nursing license is valid in. And over the years, they've added new states. I think they just added Washington State. So if you're ever wanting to go to Seattle, it's your chance. So we had applied in Florida, I think. We applied in New Mexico. And we had, like, looked at Albuquerque, and we didn't, like, think much of it. But we were like, okay, that's close enough to Texas. We could drive. We could take our dog. And we ended up snatching up two ICU day shift positions at UNM hospital in Albuquerque. And I think it was, we put in our two weeks, my partying, like my departure from my job was very bleh. I think I asked for an exit. Not, I think I know I asked for an exit interview and the manager was like, not too stoked about it, but I was like, no, I want to have an exit interview. And I said, okay, like let's let's meet up I went in there she was so stoic towards me and I was like thank you for training me thank you for giving me you know my year of experience here and I was so kind and I wanted to end on a nice note and she kind of looked at me and she goes you know and you guys know I told you how I failed my NCLEX and then I got the job back so I failed my NCLEX I lost my initial job and I passed it again and then I got the job back she looked me dead in my face and she goes You know, even after we took you back, after you failed your NCLEX, I'm really surprised like you're going to do this to us. And I was like that in that moment, I knew that was the right decision for me. And I said, well, thank you for your time. And I walked out. I didn't rebuttal. I didn't fight back. I was just like, listen, this toxic environment, I'm no longer putting any of my energy into this place. I'm out of here. So put my two weeks in, graduated my new grad program at that hospital and packed up all of our stuff. I had a house, like a townhouse that I was living in. And then my boyfriend at the time was living in an apartment. He kept his apartment in Houston and we packed up all of our stuff. I put my stuff in storage in Houston. So I had a storage unit in Houston. I just packed up all my clothes, my coffee maker, like anything like that I was going to take on the road. So we got a furnished house in Albuquerque. It was the cutest little casita. It was us three, like against the world. We knew no one out here in Albuquerque, but we had just come from a hospital where they would like triple you with vents, where it was very toxic, obviously. And we just like, didn't like the vibe. And then we transitioned to this new ICU in Albuquerque and we just got welcomed with open arms people loved me and him like we made friends easily there were so many travelers we were protected by like we wouldn't get tripled ever we would get floated to medical ICU sometimes but that was fine and it was just my favorite job I have ever worked I think to this day is because we were just like young and in love and just excited. We were making really good money. We were splitting rent. We were pocketing so much money and it's just like we were in such a good routine. And I think I was finally, after being so stressed for so long at that job before, I finally just like got to relax, not relax, but I also felt more confident in my nursing skills. And I was really happy with him at that time, you know, and we lived really good together. It was the first time I've ever lived with a dude. And I think we had a really good setup, but I think where it kind of went wrong is where we spent every single day together. Um, and we worked the same shift every single week. So we would get up, go to work, come home, eat, which we did pretty well at and like we would spend respective time like elsewhere but we didn't have like a core group of friends out there where it was like oh I'm gonna go hang out with the boys and see you you know later it it was just a lot of togetherness and we were 23 and 24 
And ultimately, that's why kind of the relationship ended is because we weren't really like on the same page of, oh, where are we going? Ready for this like seriousness. So we ended up spending like seven months in Albuquerque. I loved my house, like the house that we had. We had both of our cars there. We drove both of our cars there from Houston. Um, And when you're travel nursing or taking a travel nurse position, just make sure that you take less than you need. I'm telling you, you want to take all your coats, you want to take all your shoes, you want to take all the stuff, but then like you never use it. And if you really need it, you can go out and buy it. So try to downsize, minimize, and then take all your stuff out there and you'll be great. Like you'll be golden. I love traveling. I love this nomadic life. It's very fun for me because I get to like purge my stuff and start new and start fresh. I really think it's good for my energy personally to see new places and switch up in my environment. So this works really well for my personality right now. So we're out here in Albuquerque three months in and we renew our contract for another three and a half months. So we stay out there from July to December, July, August, September, October, November, December. It was like five, five and a half months, right? So we're out here. I loved the weather in Albuquerque. Like I New Mexico holds such a special place in my heart. If you're from New Mexico, I don't know what it is. I think it was just because it was just such a special time. It was my first travel assignment, and I just felt so lucky to be getting paid that much and be getting treated so well on a unit. And it was my specialty. It was neuro ICU, and I just really loved going to work. Also, because I was getting, let's let's emphasis on it, I was getting paid triple what I was getting paid at my staff job, Okay. Because it was COVID and travel nurses were making it big. And so I'm one of those people like you got to strike when the iron is hot. So if something's working out for you or you get this opportunity to make more money or, you know, land this big deal or this big job or have something good go for you, you got to strike when the iron's hot. Like this whole social media thing. I don't know how long this is going to last, so I'm just going to freaking ride down the water slide of it and just have fun. Also, everything's not about money, but money helps. And if anyone says differently, I I don't know what to tell you. Money is not everything. Like once you make, I think, a certain amount, you – I mean, it's not going to make you that much happier. But once you get to a a place where you can travel on your own expense, where you can – do what you want to do and have freedom. I think money is freedom. So at this point, I was getting financial freedom and it just really brought me a lot of joy that I didn't have to worry about it as much, which is a privilege that I, you know, I have education like and I have this job. Like this is all a privilege and I know that, but I'm just speaking to the people who if you get this opportunity, if you have the chance to do something like that, like a travel nurse assignment or, you know, travel abroad and like do a big gig for your company, just whatever it is, do it. Strike when the iron is hot. So we saved a lot of money and come December time, we ended up, we ended it. So I broke up with him, but it then became more of a mutual thing too. But I mean, the hardest part about the, you know, the breakup was, and I don't regret anything, you know, living with him, being with him, our experience there, like it was wonderful. And I'll always remember it as wonderful. He's wonderful. Like we're both great people. It just was not the right timing. Um, And sometimes acknowledging that like something's not great and the timing's off is like the hardest part of the whole process. But once you can kind of decipher what you need and what you, where you're going in your life and whether the relationship is serving you or not, um, the hardest step is just, is just getting out of it because you can't settle in life and you gotta, you just gotta keep it moving. So anyone who's, if you're questioning breaking up with someone, um, because you feel like you're settling, it's probably time to pack it up, head home or head to the new location. So anyways, we get back to Houston. Uh, I'm kind of lost. I went through like a really deep, I went, this was my hardest breakup. Because we had this little family unit in Albuquerque. And also we got to experience like, it was my first time experiencing like desert weather. And in the fall, I mean, I honestly like get emotional thinking about fall and winter in New Mexico. Just because it is so wonderful. And like, it takes me to just to like this place where 
I just felt so free and excited and joy like the trees change colors like especially up near northern new mexico like near santa fe and also there's a lot of like ski resorts too so that's like super fun i think i am meant for the desert weather whether that be in new mexico joshua tree i just really love the chilly fall days and it I don't know if anyone can relate to that that like feeling of like there's a chill in the air it makes you just feel good and warm and gushy and you have your warm drink and going to work you have like your little jacket on it's just a vibe and so that's why I think sometimes I struggle I get seasonal depression and so like this summer I've kind of gotten that little depression ish you know and I also worry about me living in Hawaii full-time because the hot weather can just like put kind of a damper on my mood but I digress that's a whole different story I love Hawaii I just that's something that I know Hawaii probably is not my forever home so I'm just trying to enjoy and love it while I'm here but back to New Mexico we were there for the international balloon fiesta which is one of the most beautiful insane gorgeous events where there's hundreds of balloons that just go up and also at UNM we I have goosebumps thinking about this I have goosebumps thinking about this right now you would look outdoors and you would just see the balloons rising you know into the distance I mean a lot of people like loved the Mexican like the new Mexican food I didn't personally love it I mean the green chili stuff was good but it's nothing compared to Tex-Mex in Houston like I don't even don't even compare the two no offense I'm just biased. So fast forward, I had saved a lot of money. So this is this is where it's important to realize, like at this point, I had saved a lot of money. I was debt free and I was going to start another travel assignment and just keep saving money. But I wasn't with that person anymore. And it was so heartbreaking because our little family, our dog, too, that we had, it was his dog, but I was there from the point that the dog was like six months old to two years old. So it was like I was with this dog and raised it and helped train him and like all this stuff. So I invested a lot of time and energy into the dog. So leaving the dog and saying goodbye to him the last time, I was like more sad about leaving the dog kind of because he was like looking at me as like I like left the door. I like closed the door and he had probably like wondering when is she going to come back and I never came back so I told my therapist after we went through the breakup like oh my gosh this is like so traumatizing and she goes you know what dogs are resilient and dogs are not like humans and I was like first of all dogs are like humans but she was like saying that the dog will be okay and you will be okay and you want to know something everybody I am okay and I was okay and it was really hard It was really freaking hard after we broke up, but I got through it and I'm, I, I learned so much and this is anyone going through a breakup, anyone going through a separation, anyone losing a dog, like you will be okay. Make this your ringtone when you wake up. If you need to, you will be okay. It's all going to work out. What's meant for you will, will not miss you. And even you will be grateful for the pain and sorrow that you experience because it's just going to make you that much stronger, that much more able to handle the stresses of life with ease. And you're going to be a freaking princess. So I got through the breakup and then I looked at my older sister, Olivia, and I said, yo, Olivia, you want to take a travel assignment with me? You want to send it? So then we ended up moving further west. I came back to Houston I'm like going through this deep, dark place, but the only thing getting me through was realizing that me and Olivia, my sister, were going to take a travel assignment together. So she took a leave of absence off of her staff job that she has been at for a while. We get in the car, we pack up, we go to Tucson, Arizona, and we work at a community hospital and an ICU. So finding places for your travel assignment, this is big and I get a lot of questions about this. Furnish Finder is a good source. There's a lot of pricey places, but when you're in a pinch, that's how I found my place in New Mexico. It was the perfect place for us. Then we were, we signed the contract for Oro Valley Hospital in Tucson, me and my sister Olivia, but we didn't have we didn't have a place to live. So I'm looking on Facebook page, page bleh, 
I'm looking on Facebook pages, all different sites. A good tip is that you should try to look at Facebook pages that are for travel nurses. So like say you're moving to Philadelphia or you say you're moving to, you know, Seattle. Look up Seattle travel nurses and try to get accepted to the page and you can like look for different housing options. So Facebook is a good option. Furnish Finder, Airbnb, VRBO, those are kind of last resorts for me. But I'm telling you the Facebook pages are chalked full of different resources. So that's how I found my landlord, Anna, in Tucson. So you want to hear something crazy? My first landlord in Albuquerque was Andrea. My one in Tucson was Anna. And my one that I'll talk, tell you guys about later in San Diego is Annie. And then I'm Anne Marie. So it's like triple A. It's super crazy. So we found Anna. She was uh, in the Air Force. She is in the Air Force. And she rented out half of her house. And it was just like the most beautiful home. And it was well stocked with everything. She had a Peloton. And this is really where my TikTok blew up. We were working at kind of a more... I'm not going to say this was the nicest hospital, and I'm telling you, I got floated to telly every freaking shift it felt like, and they would give me six telly patients. Like, no cap. It was it was pretty gnarly. So I didn't like the assignment there, and we, didn't, we only extended for like four more weeks, but this is also the time that I went on the dance show, Dancing With Myself. If you don't know, I was on a dance show on NBC, which was super exciting and super cool. Um, I got to do that during my time when I was in Arizona. After, Olivia didn't really vibe with travel nursing as much as me. So after this assignment, she decided to go back home. And do you know what's super crazy? When we were living in Arizona, I was single all this time. So I was single for like from my last breakup from the Albuquerque to August. So I was single for about 10 months. You know, she don't last long. She don't last long on these streets. She gets snatched up like a thief in the night. So I was single all this time and Olivia was also single, but she knew she ultimately wanted to go back to Houston. So we're getting back to Houston. But before we get there, she kind of said, hey, before I before I left uh, Houston, I matched with this one guy and she was in Arizona like at this whole this whole point, you know, and she was like, when I go back to Houston, I'm going to hit him back up and see if we can go on a date or whatever. And if you guys don't know, my sister Olivia was the dishwasher. I would always go on TikTok Live when I was in Arizona. And I don't know what it is. I think something about me is that I was raised as the baby of the family with two older sisters and my mom coddled me. So growing up, I always had people picking up after me. I had always someone like shutting the door behind me, turning off the light behind me. Like I... I'm a very, like, I forget the little details. So my sister would always end up doing the dishes. It was just something funny. So every time I was on TikTok Live, she'd be in the back of the videos uh, doing the dishes or whatever. So it was really cute and kind of funny. So everyone would call her the dishwasher. So back to the story about the boy. She was like, you know, I really want to go on a date with this guy when I get back to Houston, all this stuff, yada, yada. You know, a year later... But when she got back to Houston, she went and started going on dates with this guy. It wasn't anything serious. But now they have been together. This guy that she manifested that she barely, like, knew anything about. They've been together for almost over a year now. And I think they're going to get engaged. So it's so crazy. And we adore him. And he's the best. And my sister is super happy. So everyone, your man is out there, okay? No matter how long it takes, he's there. And also, Hinge and Bumble. That is where it's at. All I'm saying, don't knock it till you try it. Um, I'm speaking from personal experience here in Hawaii. So we won't talk about that. We'll talk about that when I'm ready to talk about that. <laughs> so Olivia went back. We went. We had already planned this two-week Europe trip. So we finish in Arizona. We drive all of our stuff back. It's a long, long, long way back. So we get back to Houston. We go on this two-week extravaganza in Europe I have a time in Europe let me just say we had a time last night you know don't even do it don't even do it oh we went hard or at least I did 
there was lots of boys on that trip like i was kissing lots of boys but that's all i did let's let's not get crazy and carried away uh actually i want to tell you all these stories so bad but i just can't out myself like this because i don't know who's listening to this but anyways met some fine gentlemen on that trip um and at that point, Olivia was going to start her job back in Houston, and then I knew I was on my own. While I was living in Arizona, I had visited San Diego one time. My friend Madison was living there, you know, intermittently, and she was dating a guy out there, and when I visited San Diego, I was taken back. I was like, this place is freaking magical. I went to Sunset Cliffs for the first time, which is near Point Loma, like Ocean Beach area, And it's just these cliffs that lead out into the ocean and you can just see the waves crashing and the sunsets there. I saw my first sunset and I have a video um, of it and it was just like the most golden, gleaming, just euphoric experience. And that's why I got my tattoo on the back of my arm that says golden is because that's when I moved out to San Diego. I got that tattoo on the back of my arm. Um, So that's that's why that's there. Um, And also that was the time I started to do breath work and I felt like I had a golden aura, which I do have a golden aura. Everyone does. Everyone has like a shining golden light inside them. And that was kind of came to fruition when I moved out to San Diego. So that's why I got that tattoo. So when I had visited San Diego, I kind of was like, I want to move out here. So I applied for my Cali license before I went to Europe. I came back from Europe and then I just went rogue. I, you know, I said, let's go balls to the wall. I'm selling all my furniture in my storage unit and we're going to move to California. So what I do when I do travel nursing is I usually try to find the place I'm going to live before I get the other details out. I feel like this is a better way of doing it. So I found a place on Furnish Finder in San Diego. It was $2,500 a month. I was going to be living in like a good central location. It was like the perfect size for me. Very expensive for California. No, no, that's not very expensive for California. It's very expensive just in general, but that's normal for California. So I get back. I don't even have my Cali license in the mail yet. I had applied to some jobs, but like nothing was coming through. But I was like, you know what? I'm selling all my shit and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna send it. So I sent it and I sold all my stuff on, like I put it on Instagram, like with my big following. I had a bunch of people in the Houston area reach out, say, hey, I'll, I'll come. I made a thousand dollars on all my stuff like obviously I lost a lot of money like I spent had a whole king bedroom set a huge dresser like the most beautiful furniture and I just sold it all but I have a funny story about this so one of my followers was like hey I'm gonna pick up the king you know mattress my husband's gonna get off work and he's gonna drive me and we'll meet you at the storage unit in the heights and I was like okay great, great slay perfect meet you there They had arranged this whole thing. Like, I think they got a babysitter for their kid, all this stuff. We show up to the storage unit. They pull up in their truck. They had to, like, borrow a truck. We pull up to the freaking storage unit. And this is one of the most embarrassing things that has ever happened to me. Ever. We pull up. The gate is locked to the storage unit. And this was, like, the one day that they could come pick up this freaking bed frame and everything. And the way that they looked at me when the gate was locked and they had to turn around and drive back to League City, I was so embarrassed. They're like this freaking TikTok famous Instagram girl can't get her shit together. Long story short, they came like four days later and they picked it up and it was all dandy and I cleared out my unit and that was that. Not long after that, I picked up, I moved to San Diego and as I'm moving to San Diego, like the day before I moved, my Cali license came in. And then I got the job at, I was an eight-week contract at an LTAC, actually. And I had to take something because I couldn't move to California and not have a job. Then after that, like a week after I started working at the LTAC, I got the dream position of like the real ICU 13-week contract that started in August. So as soon as I ended my eight weeks um, at this LTAC, I had a week off and then I would start my big ICU contract, which was so perfect. So I worked at an LTAC. And honestly, it's funny because people are like, ooh, LTAC. But an LTAC in California is like a normal hospital in Texas or any other state. Because in California, you're treated like beautiful, riches, gold, jewels. Like you are a treasure. You get your breaks. You get a morning break and you get a middle break. So if this is your sign to move to California and get a job as a nurse there, I don't know what to tell you. You are treated like a little princess. 
a little princessa. So I was, but I was burning, I was burning, you know, holes in my shoes at this LTAC running back and forth. And you didn't have that much support, but also it's just different than a regular inpatient hospital. Then I moved to my hospital that I still work at per diem in San Diego and started the 13 week contract, which was just the most glorious. It's the most glorious hospital. You get treated so well. You get two breaks, like almost an hour and a half break sometimes, like 30 minutes in the morning, 45, and then like you're 15 or I don't know how each unit does it differently. But California, you get paid and you get your breaks, but then you're also going to pay in taxes and you're also going to pay in rent and gas and groceries. So you kind of pick your poison here. So I think I've gotten it through your head that California nursing is great. And I had a really great experience there. So I spent August of 2022 to December of 2022 at this hospital. And I would mainly go to ICUs, which was great. But I really missed neuro ICU. And I rarely got floated there because I was ICU float, you know. So I was going to all different places. And they would also float you to PCU. Like they would they would send you there for sure. So I was getting the full range. And I was floating between two different hospitals too. At that point in December, I was in a financial place where I didn't need to work full time at that moment. So I switched to something called per diem through my travel agency. So I could work. They want an average of four shifts a month. So I was able to work one to two days a week, sometimes over, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, It's a very flexible schedule. So January, February, March, April, I was doing that during... August of 2022 to December, I was also dating someone long distance. So I had that going on that was preoccupying a lot of my time, but he didn't live in the state. So I was able to do a lot of TikTok, Instagram stuff like on my own. And I could be super focused on that because I was really doing well. My popularity was really well um, on Instagram and TikTok, which is great. Uh, I can say right now, though, I'm not going through a really great time on my social media stuff. So that's why there's like more pressure to get a job and work full time on a contract. Um, Just so it's always good to have um, financial security. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And broke up with him in December, January, February, March, April. I was doing the per diem and I kind of decided I'm going to do I'm going to move to Hawaii. I'm going to keep moving west. So I got my Hawaii license and moved out here. And that leads us to present day Anne-Marie. Um, I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm, a, I'm at a 10 because I'm alive, I'm healthy, I'm grateful. You know, financially, maybe not at a 10. But we're working on it. And it's it's going to get better. So we're going to get the job. We're going to lock it down. I trust my path. I know everything's going to work out. Travel nursing has been one of the greatest and most exciting, invigorating you know, scary things that I've done, but it's been the absolute best thing I've ever done. So if you're thinking about doing it, I encourage you. A lot of people ask me about insurance, what I do for insurance. I pay for private insurance. It's $250 a month, but you also can get insurance through your travel agency, but they want you to stick with that travel agency. So say I sign a contract with ProLink or Maxim. I can only be on that insurance while I'm working the contract. So say I want to switch companies or switch jobs or not be with that contract anymore or that company anymore and take a staff job, the insurance all will switch around. So I'm like, for the time being, I'm living this nomadic life, this kind of unpredictable job situation. I'm just going to stick with my private It's honestly not that great, the insurance. So if you have a health condition or you need medication, I don't recommend it. But it's good for me because I'm fairly healthy, knock on wood. And I don't have too much doctor needs. I don't have to go to appointments or anything like that. I also do dermatologist stuff like through apostrophe. That's my plug. You can use Anne-Marie on your first order to get it for $5. What's up? They're not even paying me to say that, but here I am plugging them thanks apostrophe so yeah if you guys have any other questions about contracts or travel nursing or how to get into it uh, I'll give you all some good companies Aya is a really great company AMN I've never worked with them but I hear good things host healthcare is who I used in Arizona 
triage is who I used in New Mexico. They're all virtually the same. I like Aya a lot because I already have my credentialing done with them and everything is set up through them. So I just try to stick with Aya. Uh, but other than that, if you have a good recruiter, that's really all that matters. All the companies are virtually the same. So you can also look on Vivian, which is a marketplace that you can find different like per diem jobs, travel contracts. Travel contracts can be eight weeks, 13 weeks. Some hospitals have a 52-week contract, which is crazy, right? So you could do that. Um, there's just so many options. Sometimes the hospitals will be strictly days, strictly nights, day-night rotate, which I don't think I would want to do that. But if it comes down to it in Hawaii, I may have to. Also, if you want to be days... Don't settle for nights because there's a hospital that will hire you on days. It may be hard. It may take a little bit longer, but stick to your guns. You can do it. I'm not a night shift warrior. There are people out there who can do it. I just can't. It would throw me off. Actually, never say never. Maybe I would love it. Who knows? Let's let's unlearn all the things that I've learned and let's let's try something new. Maybe I would love that. Who knows? I'm open. I'm an open book. I'm ready for whatever life oh gosh that's a really testy sentiment that I just said I'm ready for whatever the universe has for me anytime I freaking say that some insane spontaneous like magical experience comes whether I'm ready for it or not but you know what I am ready for it I'm a warrior I've been through a lot and I'm ready for a lot more too so thank you guys for listening I hope you guys enjoyed this I want to let you guys know I'm okay. I hope you are okay. You got to put yourself first and take chances. And whether it be nursing related or just life related, you only live once. Literally, you do not make it out alive. And you will never be this young, this healthy. Actually, you may be healthier in the future because who knows? You could have a crazy 20s and be drinking all the time and all the things. But you will never be this young in this exact spot doing this exact thing. And this is a reminder for me too. So I'm preaching to Anne-Marie in the crowd too. But you can do it. I know you can. And even if you can't do it, you're going to figure it out anyways. So I love you. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, if you like me, leave us a five-star review. I would appreciate it. And I'm going to be back more often doing the podcast. I promise I'm feeling better and I'm ready to just spit fire into this little mic in my room in Hawaii. So follow my podcast at Dose of AM Pod. My personal Instagram is Ann.MarieMM and my TikTok is AnneMarie.MM. I do not have any other profiles. There are so many imposters out there trying to mimic this bootylicious energy and they just can't even get on with it. Like don't even try. Also, they're trying to like swindle these men that follow me into getting money out of them and like at this point I can't I can't control the masses so those are my three accounts I will never contact people for money or anything like that so just know that is not me I love you so much I will see you guys next for your next dose of am mahalo bye